All right, welcome to Sports and Songs, page two. I'm Andy. Joining me today on audio, Jason Inc. How you doing, Jason? What's going on, man? Just getting tattooed and living life. You know how it goes. That a boy. Um, couple things we want to talk about today, like I kind of teased on the weekend show. We're gonna kind of recap uh, some of the uh, ROH's last pay per view and the last uh, NWA pay per view, and a little preview of the winter is coming. First of all, we'll kind of go, we'll backtrack a few weeks ago. NWA had their last pay-per-view. Not going to beat the dead horse too much. Just one thing I kind of want to bring up on that that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, a little debut that came about there. Uh, Dirty Dangle, Found Dangle, um, made his appearance there. And he came out with JTG, former wrestler from uh, WWE, who could still use the name JTG there, actually, surprisingly, but... Um, him and Dirty Dango are going up wrestling now, and they're going by the names Dirty Sexy Boys. So that should be kind of fun to watch them. They go against Aaron Stevens and Jared Krotos, the former tag team champs there. So they're giving them a little uh, shout tonight. So Dirty Dango back in the ring. What do you think? Well, first of all, I got to touch. I got. I, I got to. Uh, I, I got to comment on that name, the Dirty Sexy Boys. Like. Yep. Uh, Kind of like, yeah, like I, I kind of like it, kind of original. Yep, yeah, the dirty, sexy yeah, boys. Kind of original. Um, I'm, I'm almost jealous. I didn't think of it first for you and I. Yeah, the dirty, yeah. sexy boys. Like yeah. that's a, that's not, that, that's not a, that, that's not a name that I would have came up with for them too. But I, um, I'm digging it. Like yeah. it's, it's creative. It's original. Um, and those two can pull it off. You know. Yeah. Um. I'm happy for Fandango or Dirty Dango, whatever yeah. you want to refer to him as. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for him. I think uh, he was really underworked in WWE after they kind of like did the whole squash job with the Fandango gimmick yep. and kind of stuck him with like Tyler Breeze. Um, I thought that they, uh, him and Tyler Breeze, I thought were a very underrated version of what the Midnight Express were. Right. Um, a little bit more on the high-flying side than the Midnight Express, but nevertheless, like I would say that's who I would compare them to. Yeah. Um, I'm happy for him. I'm glad to see that he's that he's going to be in a company that's going to um, that's going to use him and that is going to take um, that's going to give him success and take him seriously. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to for him because uh, I liked him with Tyler Breeze. They were both kind of set there together because they both had nothing going on, and they made the best of it. That's what I liked about those two. That shows good workers, good wrestlers, that can make the best out of a bad situation, if you will. Well, I think, you know, guys like Tyler Breeze and, like, Dirty Dongo, I think, like, I mean, I think you'll agree with me on this. I think both of them, no matter who, no matter if they would have put, like, say, Fandango with, like, say, Dolph Ziggler or Tyler Breeze with, like, say, somebody like, um, I don't know, like somebody like Bobby Roode. Yeah. Like, I think no matter who, who, who you would have stuck them guys with, I think, like you said, they, they would have made the best of it, you right. know, and they would have made it work. Yep. That's our respect. And I, <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. And I always liked JTG, him and Shad, when they were at WWE, I thought they were a great tag team. I always thought they were underutilized I, there. They could have been just awesome. I, I agree. Again, like, they, again, like, I, I, I agree with you. Like, they... That was another team that was like highly unused, 
Uh, they were definitely over. Yep. Uh, whether they were working, whether they were in the ring or not, whether they were just used for a backstage spot, they they got the fans into it. And yep. again, he could he could have been. They could have turned JTG into a huge in, into a huge single star. And again, like I hate to say, it, WWE dropped the ball. Yep. Prime example right there. Let's get to the um, ROH's final battle last the other this last weekend. Um, AEW did let a few stars go over there. Jay Lethal said he wouldn't, but he filled in because uh, it was supposed to be a three-way title match, but the one guy came down with COVID. So it was Johnny Grisham and, and Jay yeah, Lethal. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Jay Lethal yep. put his buddy Johnny over, Jonathan Grisham, over. And um, so that was neat to see. Uh, them boys, the Briscoes, got the tag belts back. They got a little visit from our friends FTR. So... Uh, that should be yeah. interesting if they bring that over to yeah. AEW now. I I think you're going to see that. I wouldn't be surprised if there's not maybe a surprise appearance, say, uh, you know, tomorrow night on AEW, if they don't maybe, like, you know, the Briscoes don't just show up as, like, an appearance, maybe not a run-in, but maybe just kind of show up on the rampway, just kind of, like, make, make themselves known. Or kind of like when Eddie um, Guerrero and all them showed up at WWE, they'll just have two seats ringside watching the whole thing. Right. Um, I think that's going to be a good match. I think because both teams are very, um, they have very old school ethics. They they yep. are both very uh, traditional when it comes to tag team wrestling. They both think very traditional tag team wrestling. Yep. They're not thinking today's wrestling. They kind of like take the old school, but they kind of add their own flair to it and, and make it work. Yep. Very impressive work. And the thing I like about the, the Briscoes is they could take it either with a match against FTR and go old school. They could work against the, the Young Bucks, go old school. Or they can go up against, you know, Jurassic Express and, and pull their style. Or they could go hardcore match if you wanted to, you know, against Santana and Ortiz. Well, the they could pull all of them off. Well, and the Briscoes are one of them teams that they're kind of like, they're kind of like Santana and Ortiz where... It's not really going to matter whether they get they, whether they win, whether they lose, because in the end, you know they're going to sit there and they're going to put whoever over and do the job. Yep. It's not you know like I mean don't get me wrong like like a win you know don't get me wrong winning and losing is important right you know winning win matches are important but if they like like let's say like they go to a brawl you know and they get the they get the losing end of the purse. It's not a huge deal because people are still going to be into them. Right, right, and yeah, that, and that's what I like about Santana and Ortiz. At the end of the match, you're going to go home and go, "Man, that Santana and Ortiz match—they were awesome. Did they win or lose? Mm-hmm. Don't know. They were awesome. You know, you're not going to care if they win or lose. You're not going to care if um, ah, uh, what's their names? Ah, uh, the, the, the champions, the champions, and the AEW tag team champs. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, the, the Luther Brothers. Yeah, you wouldn't care if they won or lost. You see them put on a match, you're going to be happy afterwards because you know they went, they put it all on the line. They put it all out there, lift it in the ring. Well, I mean, right. And like with the Briscoes, it's not going to, again, it's not going to matter whether you're going to use them as a tag team or they decide, like, hey, one week we want one of them to wrestle the so-and-so, you know. Yep. Like, it, it's not going to matter because you know you're going to get your money's worth. Right. So I could see the Briscoes making a spot over I also heard a lot of guys from ROH might be working NWA. Nick Aldous was at that pay-per-view for ROH last night. 
Uh, he said, you know, he goes, hey, I was over at ROH guy. I did spend a lot of time there, but he's got a lot of respect for him. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see a lot of ROH boys showing up down in NWA, which would be great because fan-wise, how they did-wise, I kind of consider them about the same. So you're just kind of bubbling up the, the second-tier group of wrestling, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, I mean, I don't think it's really going to matter where they go. I mean, a lot of them aren't going to go to WWE. I mean, a right. lot of them are going to go to NWA or AEW. You might see some of them show up, surprisingly show up in, like, Major League Wrestling, you know, it's another Impact. big promotion that, you know, yep. you might see. Yeah, I mean, but I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of them go to NWA. Cause, I mean, you're going to yep. see a few show up in AEW, but NWA is going to probably pick up majority of them. Because, you know, ROH did say, and they're owned by Sinclair. Uh, I know those of us here are wondering, who is Sinclair Company again, the oil company? Then that gas station with the big green dinosaur out there, that's Sinclair. That's who owns ROH. So they said they're closing down for the first quarter. That's the first four months of the year. First three, four months of the year. So I think these guys are going to, everybody else is going to say, hey, we'll sign you to a four-month contract. So if your other company opens up, we'll let you go. Tony Khan's already said that going, hey, if your other boss wants you back, you're free to go. We're not going to sit there and be jerks about it. So a lot of guys might sign up, I think, just to keep the ring rust off. You'll see them on AEW yeah. Dark. You'll see them on Evolution. Just to, hey, Tony, can I wrestle here every now and then just to kind of keep my name out there, keep fresh, you know. But I think you'll see a lot. And, 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 go ahead. Good. I, I think. No, I, I was just going to say. I was just going to sit there and say, you know, and we might get to see what you've been sitting there and saying. Like, you know, we might get to see that super show with Ring of Honor and AEW and NWA, you know, within the, like, maybe, maybe, like, within, like, the end of the year. The end of next year, we may get to see it. I know, because AWA, the Minnesota promotion, years ago tried to have Super Clash. Their big pay-per-view at the Metrodome. And they had other associations come in. I think you might see something like that. Not saying Vern Gagne was ahead of his time. God, no. Not let that go to the Gagne family ego. But he was ahead of his time. All right. But because it could happen now, I think, with all these other smaller promotions. Maybe not wrestling interpromotional stuff, but hey, let's all put in. We'll split the purse three ways, but we could draw 10, 11, 12,000 people in a stadium. ROH is going to get 3,000 at one. Impact with three, four thousand at one. NWA is going to get two thousand. If we combine our our resources, we can we can get ten k in the building, and we can have a nice nice paycheck for everybody. But you know that's yeah, um, I mean, I, and the pay per view I think would be awesome for that too. People would buy it. Oh yeah, I mean, and I think one of the things you're going to sit there and see. I mean, you're not going to see it with. I mean, obviously WWE is not going to have their hand in the in the jar with this. Nope. But like with the rest of the promotions you just named. I think you're going to see a lot of, like, trading on and off with, yep. like, you know, like you said, Nick Ault going to NWA. You might see Aaron Stevens pop up, you know, in AEW. Yep. You might see, uh, you know, maybe, like, Adam Page make an appearance back in Ring of Honor when, it, you know, yep. like, you, you, you don't know. I mean, and you also got a lot of great talent out of, out of Major League Wrestling, too, that, you know, is going to pop up in and out. I mean... And that's what it's about. That's what wrestling was back in the 70s and 80s. I mean, let's face it. Like, that's what made Crockett Promotions as, as, as popular as it was, along with, like, Memphis and Mid-South. Because uh, Conrad Thompson always tries to have his little uh, Stark, his uh, 
autographs con thing the same weekend as WrestleMania all the time, or around that time. I wouldn't be surprised if his joins up with one of these super promotional matches one night. Maybe not WrestleMania weekend in that same area, but maybe the weekend before or after within a couple hundred miles of that town just to try to get your dollar. Because WrestleMania draws them in worldwide. Let's let's admit it. As much as it hurts to say, people come from all over the world to go to WrestleMania just because. Not it, a lot it of people does, going worldwide it, for AEW yet. It, it, it does, but you know what? Like on 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 that note, you know, and I'm not we don't we don't really touch basis on WWE unless it's something like really right. like you know major. But I will, but I will say this because I read this the other day, and I don't know how accurate it is. I got to read more into it. But from what I did read. They they must really be hurting on uh, sales for WrestleMania tickets because they said WWE is already starting to give out comp tickets. Yeah, or buy two get one free or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so wow, I, I don't I don't know I don't know if like yeah I don't know what the issue is like but I mean they're starting to give out free comp tickets. I mean you know when when a company like that announces they're giving out comp tickets you're like. Uh, right. And now, the, the guy for Ring of Honor who just won the title there. Um, I, Jonathan Grisham? Yep. He's married to Jordan Grace, who's an impact. And she's making good cake there. I would love to know how that couple makes it work being in different associations. I mean, at, until three months ago, Adam Cole and Britt Breaker were different associations of making it work. I want to know well, I mean, what would be easier if, you were, if your wife or girlfriend was wrestling with you, you saw her all the time, or if it was nice to, if they were being different, it, it's working for them. But then you got Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are working together and it works for them. So I'm just kind of curious. I'd love to ask one of them what works better, which leads to my long about way to my question. Back in the day when you were in the business, did you ever wrestle with people that were dating each other and how did that work out for them? Or did you ever date someone you wrestled with? No, I never dated anybody that I wrestled with, but I knew a couple people. Like, I had a buddy of mine that uh, him and his wife, uh, they, they wrestled for a promotion I worked for. But it was real, but it was real low-key. Like, it really, like, okay. unless you knew them on, like, a first-name basis and you knew them and talked to them on a regular basis, like, they didn't really put that personal information out there. Yeah, because that's the one that's you know, scaring right? me about like, that's why they scare about NWA right now is uh, Nick Aldis and Mickey James are kind of admitting they're the power couple trying to be the Triple H, Stephanie McMahon down there. I've never Mickey Mickey James is a good wrestler, I'm sure she is, but I just I can't get into her character, I can't get into her. I just wish she could have kept being someone separate and they didn't make it official or or release right. that that kayfabe that her and Nick were together, but we'll see how that works out. What I'm gonna do here, sir. Well, no, like, yep. I mean- well, you were saying, like, how does it work out? I mean, you, like, another couple that you can name that works for separate companies. I mean, that's like a Malachi Black and Selena Vega. Yep. For now. You know, like... They, for now. Like, right. Like, yeah. Yeah, so. they work together, then they're apart. All right. We're going to take a break right here now, and then we're going to come back and preview AEW's... Um, Winter is coming tomorrow night. We'll be right back. Hold on. 
this is Jason Ake. I want everybody to sit there and subscribe to Sports and Songs before I tattoo you. Okay, we're back. We're going to preview AEW Winter is Coming, which is a, I don't want to call it a pay-per-view, but their big matches coming up Wednesday night. Kind of like when TV, or when uh, WCW was around, they had Tournament of Champions or Clash of Champions. It'd be on a regular, it'd be a regular night for TV wrestling, but it was big deal. All right, so here's their yep. matches. They got set for the card tomorrow night as we're recording this. First match of singles match, Wardlow against Matt Sandal. Nice opener match. Matt Sandell. Or Sandell. Nice opening match. Sandell's a good wrestler. I like him. Don't get me wrong. Wardlow's going to crush him. But we'll see how that goes with, I'm pretty sure Sean Spears will be at ringside. We'll see what happens there. Um, Then Sheeta against Deeb for the gals in a singles match. That should be, a, in my opinion right now, I'm sorry, that will probably be the match of the night. Um, what is it, a Sheeta against who? Deeb? Serena Deeb. Is that how you pronounce it, Deeb or Dibs? I think it's Deeb. Deeb. I've always gone with Deeb. Okay. But, uh, okay. I, I think that's going to be a good match because Sheeta, good wrestler. They're both very great workers. So that's what I'm saying. That should be a really good match. Um, As far as that goes, as far as the, the Serena versus uh, uh, Sheeta, um, I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna have to put Serena over Sheeta just oh, yeah. because of the fact they said, they said Sheeta, uh, I think like after the first of the year, if I'm not mistaken, she's supposed to be going back to Japan, right? Right. But it should be a good match. I like Deeb a lot. Oh, that's going to be a phenomenal match. Um, then here's the one that's intriguing me a lot. MJF against Dante Martin for the AW Diamond Ring. Um, at first, I thought that was going to kind of be a, a thing every now and then, but MJF's won it the first two years. Odds are he'll win it again now. But how's Dante Martin going to go over in this match? That's where I'm kind of curious to see what they do with him. Does MJF uh, bury him? Does he go over pretty good and MJF gets a scab win? Does Dante Martin get the win? Who knows? Here's, here, 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 here's my call on that. Yep. Okay? Yep. They start the match out. Dante Martin might get, like, one or two licks in. Yeah. Okay? Kind of like, you know, like, taunting MJF. MJF will carry most of the match. Yeah. They'll probably do it. They'll probably do a spot. Punk will come out. Distract, distract MJF. I say Dante Martin gets the roll up and gets the surprise pinfall on MJF. Okay, it gives it gives Dante his push. Yep, and it keeps the heat going between Punk and MJF. Here's my call in the match, kind of the same way. We said yeah. we said earlier Wardlow's there. He's on the card, so Wardlow's at ringside like the bodyguard he's supposed to be, right? Punk comes mm-hmm. down and Wardlow turns around, goes face to face with them. And steps aside and lets Punk go in. Wardlow leaves him behind to get his. Or, yeah, that's that's why I call it that. That's how Wardlow kind of makes his turn. Okay. He doesn't turn MGF and f- puts his hands on him. He just steps aside and lets lets Punk go in the ring and do his right. thing. Kind of like the old WWF move where Steve Austin's come down to the ring and, and Big Show got in the way and stepped aside and let him go by. Yeah, that type of move is what I think is going to happen. Or do they do the angle where, like, maybe, like, you know, Spears is down there, MJF, MJF calls him up with the chair, while the, like, some, yeah. somehow the referee gets distracted with Warlow, 
He call he calls Spears up with the chair and and holds and Dante Martin Martin moves out of the way. Spears hits hits MJF and then Martin gets the roll up. Yeah. Or is this where Dante Martin's brother makes his return too? We'll see. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I don't know. I think I think Dante Martin's gonna get the surprise victory. Okay. And then the big match, the one that I don't Adam Page against Brian Danielson for the title. I don't see them taking the belt off Page right away. I don't see him being just a transitional guy like this. I really don't. But I don't know how they're going to have say, him go over on Danielson. I say somehow. I don't know. I don't know what they'll do. I don't know what the angle will be. But I say somehow. Okay, so Brian will be Brian will be carrying them. Like, well, not carrying, but you know they'll be working the yeah. match. Brian will have the upper hand. Brian will be sitting there, you know, beating Paige. Yeah, I got him. I got him. I yep. got him. You know, yep. I, yeah. And he, he'll start toying with him. Oh, I'm not ready to pick. And something will happen where, like, Dark Order will appear up on stage. And Brian will turn around and start arguing with him. And then that's when, like, that's when Paige will hit him with the buckshot. Yep. Yeah, they won't really interfere in the regular like, Yep. They're not, they're not really interfering. It's just kind of a distraction tactic. Yep. But he'll hit him with the buckshot, and then Brian, then of course, that'll keep Brian's heat alive, because then Brian can say, well, I was distracted. I didn't get, you know, I, that wasn't a fair match. You know, I, you know, And maybe there'll be a rematch there. A rematch where Dark Order can't come to the ring or something like that, yeah. Right, right. But yeah, that's for Wednesday night. We'll see how that all turns out. Um, very interesting well, on how we're going to have Paige go over. Yeah. Well, and then I think you got Sting and Darby Allen against, um, I think they're in a tag match, if I'm not mistaken. They don't have that listed on here on the site I'm looking at. There might be, it might be a, a time limit thing on how that works. Uh, um, okay. All right. I don't All see right. them listed on the match. So, is, is, is the Cody Rhodes, is the Cody Rhodes versus, um, is the Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara up there? No, that's for their uh, year end show. There. Oh, okay. I thought because I thought. Nope. Okay, because I thought it was for Winter's coming. Nope, nope. It's for their year-end show uh, before they switch over. So that's why that one's going to go. Okay. But okay. that's that one. So that's our preview for that. Um, like I said, I think we both see Adam Page winning. We just don't know how how they're going to pull it off. Uh, the other matches we agree on winners is how they're going to pull it off. Uh, so the MJF matches could probably be those. They're all going to be intriguing. How are you going to pull this off? You know, we all kind of know what's going to happen. I don't think there's going to be any big surprise debuts here. And if Dante Martin's brother coming back is not a surprise debut, that's someone coming back from injury. Uh, that's different. Um, um, I don't know. I don't, know. I I don't mean, see it's, anyone it's coming kind of like... Good. Now, did you see last week, I heard one guy say this. If you watched TV last week on Rampage and on Dynamite, a couple times during the matches, the lights like went all red or went all blue or something that a couple times. Someone said, "Was that yeah, a teaser? I, yeah, I that. Was that a teaser to Wyndham Rotunda or Bray Wyatt coming in?" Yeah, I or, mean, could very well be. Or, I mean, I still see his name on the list as a potential, as a potential appear, you know, as a potential yeah. debut. Yeah, I, who, who did I see? It was it was him. Who are the people that I saw? There, there was a there, there was a post on Facebook. Yeah, I saw it was like him. Uh, Johnny like Gargano, the Briscoe. Johnny Gargano, I think was one of the names. Yeah, 
Brody, Brody King. And Kyle um, Riley. Kyle O'Reilly was the yeah, other one. Yeah, Kyle, yeah, yeah. Now, the only reason I don't see Kyle yeah. is because there's no Young Bucks Adam Cole match, so I don't see him making the appearance. I could maybe um, see those Malachi Black interfere in that title match to get a title shot, and the match is a double disqualification and he shows up. That saves Danielson as still being undefeated. No, I think what will happen if he if I don't think he'll go after the world title. I think if they have a Malachi Black do anything, I think he'll be the one to cost Cody the match. Yeah. Okay, for that end of the year match. Okay. Fair enough. Maybe have maybe 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 he comes out and maybe costs Cody the match against Guevara. That could work. It would, you know what I'm saying? It would kind of make sense. But and also now we got all these all these ROH free agents sitting out there. I bet you see that like that showed Tony Nese at ringside for a few weeks. Uh, we're gonna see yeah. the Briscoes or someone else sitting ringside for a few weeks. That could be kind of interesting. Or do they or do they do the angle with a Malachi Black and Cody where maybe like sounds weird, but it would make an in, an interesting twist to the story. Or does a Malachi Black wind up helping Cody win the belt and then challenge Cody for the title? Yep. I've also heard rumors of uh, Brian Danielson wanting his own stable or being in the stable. And uh, yeah, so does Malachi Black and him join up? And Malachi tries to come out and interfere, but yo, Danielson loses the match because that, and that puts Cody and Adam Page as the tag team against those two in the future. Yeah, it'd be. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what they're definitely what they're definitely going to do. I mean, you got a lot of you got a lot of good angles going, um, you know. So I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be good times. All right, Inc. That's what we got time for. I want to put a little teaser out there to everybody. Um, Jason and I over the holidays here are going to be working on a three part series coming up. Vince screwed Vince. Um, basically everybody says that's kind of what we'll call a series. Something like that. You talk about the Montreal screw job where how many times has Vince really played that card? We're going to look in depth at, um, the, the curtain call that the click did. How much of that did Vince really know? Um, Vince Russo leaving. How much of that was Vince? Like, no, I think he's going to be a poison to someone else. Then he's going to help us. How much did Vince do that? And we might dig into the little bit of the whole Randy Savage, Stephanie McMahon stuff. Inc. and I are working out a little three, four-part series of stuff coming up for the spring. Um, so stay tuned for that. If you got questions or your opinions on that, please leave comments below. And please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Inc., it's been fun. My brother, we have to get together awesome. in the tattoo parlor again soon. All right, sounds good. Get some ink done. Hey, right. come on over and I'll give you a tattoo. All right, we're on <laughs> it. Schedule me in, brother. Talk to you later. All right, take bye. care. All right, bye.